why, hello, and I would like to extend another warm cringe evangelical welcome this week. Uh, this is going to be a shorter episode. I really uh, let you guys down. I did not go to the resources and articles section of the app because I thought it would be boring. Boy, was I wrong. Well, I mean, it's boring, but it's funny. Um, I thought the resources and articles are going to be like devotions and crap. Because that's what most like Christian apps have. And that's fine. Like, I, I shouldn't say, to, I mean, that's what most people would want if they're downloading a Christian app. But I don't really need it for the sake of being basically a little snarky bitch. So, um, boy, was I wrong. Absolutely nothing about God in this resources and articles. However, there is a very in-depth and highly um, ninth grade biology class uh, description of anatomy in the anatomy section. That's right. We've got married couples on an app for sex where they have, uh, I shit you not, just like the, sorry, I lost my words and I had to pause. They are diagrams, um, thankfully biologically correct diagrams. I did read through them because I was concerned we were going to maybe skip things of both male and female. Yes, I recognize these are binary terms. Again, I just like to point out this is not me. The app is coming from like a heterosexual binary gender focus. It's a evangelical Christian app. That's just how they are. So um well, I mean it's really bad they shouldn't be that way, but I'm saying like this I can, I'm working with what I got here, okay? So anyway, um the male anatomy section uh, gives you I mean full diagram we have a description of quite everything even things that don't have to do with sex which is actually a little uncomfortable um yeah i don't even know what to say um because like i did public school health class like i knew what all these things were because i had to fill out like the chart and stuff i'm from new york state and i recognize like some areas are not the same like i had a friend i went to college with who got religious uh exemption from health class because of sex and like i'll just be honest like we went to college and we played that game cards with humanity and she did not know because what a clitoris was because we all laughed at um like a combo i mean it's cards against humanity but um she didn't know and then everyone was like oh my god what are we gonna do she doesn't know what a clitoris was and i saved the day so I just went online. I said, you all are going to pussyfoot around this shit. No, no. She she can't go down like that. So I did. I just brought it out and taught her in a room because no one else would be there with me because they were nervous. I shouldn't say everyone was nervous. Some people just didn't want to be there. Um, the pic- Oh, yeah. I forgot to add this. The picture welcoming you to the male anatomy is like a woman hugging a man, like sort of like a erectile dysfunction ad style picture. The female anatomy uh, picture that greets you is of an orchid blooming. So that in and of itself, jail. Um, I do like the female. I'm not going to read through this because I don't think the people listening need this. And if you do... God damn, just go buy a book or something. The internet's free. But one thing they did do in the woman's part is divided it with the ever biologically correct and super uh, not concerning visible parts and not visible parts section. So I will say well, internal. I'm sorry. They say internal and visible. Or you could, wait, that doesn't make sense. They should have done internal and external. 
Not not that I want to harp on the Ultimate Intimacy apps, you know, 10th grade health class anatomy they have for married adult couples, but um, I will say they have a section about pleasure, which is nice for Christians. I'm I'm going to give people credit where it's due. Um, even non-Christian, like straight men a lot of the time don't know what a clitoris or like a G-spot is. So I think that that is always something that is useful for the straights. Not everyone can get a golden retriever. We understand. But there's a lot of good shit in the resources. And I'm so sorry. So obviously this is the anatomy section. We have 10 things to know about arousal, the clit, the, oh, the theology of the clitoris. What? Sex ed for Christians, the theology of the clitoris. Now this, uh, oh my God. God created a body part that is only for play. Okay, okay, okay. Like, again, like I'm not sad that we're promoting like women's pleasure. Like, don't get me wrong. But like, oh, wow. God created the clitoris just for you. Okay. What is the G spot and how can I find it? That, okay. The, <laughs> the picture they chose to greet us for that is like two adult white people in like a blanket fort, like kind of giving you like a silly look. Okay, that's scary. But yeah, the resources and articles I did not know were going to be these highly graphic descriptions of like my own anatomy. But like, let's talk about these resources and articles. By the way, there's nothing wrong with any couple, regardless of marital status. I think last time I harped too much on the married thing because I was in the zone. But uh, basically, I don't have an issue if you do. And if you're a Christian, if you want to do it with like a Christian lens of like whatever would make your sex more Christian, be my guest. I actually don't care about that. My big bi issue is the hypocrisy and um, like folks not discussing the story of how we got there. I will say I kind of look through some of the articles and some of the authors do say I used to think this way and now I think this way because of this change that happened. And I don't mind that. I think if you own your past mistakes and that you've moved forward and don't pretend you've always been this way, I don't have an issue with that ever. It's the hypocrisy and not owning up that you did things badly in the past. Um, Because then it also like paints this picture that no matter what, the church was always right and I was always right and the Christianity was always right. Instead of admitting that maybe they made a misstep because it's humanity trying to, from a Christian perspective, humanity trying to process and rationalize the divine so like obviously you're gonna fuck up so i don't really get why we're also so weird about that like the whole thing with christianity is like you know i'm a dumbass and only god can show me the way but then when it comes to like owning up and putting the clown makeup on we like lose steps i don't know that's just my issue um we have this article called things that can destroy intimacy both physical and emotional I don't really care about all of them because like one's like social media and technology and ultimatums and stuff that's just like always toxic. I do think the social media one's funny because the person who shared it lives on social media, but they're actively on like an app that says to get off of social media. Also, I like that a phone app is telling you to get off your phone. I mean, a lot of phone, like it's just funny. It's funny. So here are the seven intimacy killers in a Christian marriage, I will add. Not wearing a wedding ring. That 
that's like an okay this is my whole thing i don't care if you want to wear wedding rings go crazy wear it as a necklace wear it my parents wear wedding rings a lot of people i know wear wedding rings and i have friends who like tattoo wedding rings okay like it's it's not a big thing that being said like the ownership vibe of like oh you're not wearing your wedding ring so everyone doesn't know like i'm yours and stuff that's like a little weird unless it's no i'm not gonna go there digital distractions again Sometimes I give my iPhone more attention than I give my wife. Thank God you're on this phone app describing that. Inconsistency in parenting. That one's kind of funny because it only affects like a specific portion of the married or like domestic partnership population. Flirting. This one is twofold because we harm our marriages when we stop flirting with our spouse and start flirting with anyone else. I think this one's interesting because I think a lot of Christians like... I mean, I think a lot of people have issues like self-esteem and feeling like love. Like, I don't think that's a uh, uniquely Christian or evangelical. I do think, though, it's funny. Um, a lot of these to me are like issues with security in the relationship. Like, it all comes down to that. But they're making it like these little symptoms that are more of the deeper issue. That's my take, at least. I shouldn't say like, I know, but like the whole idea of like, flirting with other people like what do you mean by flirting was like your wife being friendly always flirting because i feel like that's like a common thing like i'm a very bubbly like girl um and i don't i like mentioned i'm autistic but i'm also like on the asexual spectrum and that combo is pretty brutal for like understanding flirting and when people are coming on to you so from reports from other people apparently i am flirted with and stuff and i act flirty back not knowing because i'm just being friendly i also think flirting is really just friendliness for most women like we're socialized to be super friendly and agreeable and nice and cute and all these little things mainly white women specifically um because there's a whole different ball of wax there i don't want to speak on people of colors uh situation or experience but at least in my like white female experience we're socialized to be very like cute very meek especially in a christian um setting and so that can lead to like kind of this bubbliness and niceness that can be perceived as dating especially in the scenarios that we're seeing set up here without like emotional intimacy outside of like romantic relationships and so forth um i think really sets up so that women are always kind of like you know slutty or whorish or flirting or something like that so it's kind of a setup because you're like socialized to act this way and then every single man thinks that that means flirting when that's like the only way you've ever been taught to act so then what happens in most cases is christian women only talk to men they're married to or other men in front of their husbands in these more fundamentalist circles so i think that's an interesting thing i'm seeing i'm seeing a pattern here that a lot of the intimacy killers are really just issues with security and like trust and things like that um pornographic romance novels again uh, i think porn's ruining my marriage i think that they like porn more than me things like that like obviously there's issues where porn is unethical it's like like i have a lot of feelings on like the porn industry in general with that being said this is a security issue by and large um some marriages are only fun in the beginning i think this is because too many uh specifically evangelical christians get married in the like the infatuation stage and they don't really see past that because they're so horny that they need to get married to have sex and then they jump the ship 
I think that's a big issue. And I think that really leads to like, oh, well, I was like, well, yeah, it's because it's like the beginning of any relationship's awesome. Like, not that I'm saying like, obviously getting married, like I've never done it. So I can't say that like, I understand how it changes relationship. But I do feel like some of these things would be dealt with before marriage if you were allowed to have more like freedom and liberty in how you interact with your significant other. The last one's negative friends. Um, Make sure you hang out with people who love you and your spouse. Um, yeah, I mean, that's some of this stuff is easy, but I do really see like, like I see this pattern and I did this is why I didn't go into it that much. But I do think this like adds to it. Like a lot of the conversation starters we saw in the last episode, a lot of like the description of sex positions and all these like different things come from an area of like insecurity, like having to ask someone like, do your body issues affect our sex? And you've already had sex with that person, presumably multiple times enough to know that obviously something's not working and you need this app to try something new. Um, you know, I think if you don't have like emotional security, like the physical security is not going to come in. So, I mean, it's like you have to change something about the way you were going about this. You're trying to retroactively fix what purity culture did instead of just getting it at the root source. And that's really what this app is. They have emotional intimacy. That's boring. That one's all about like, um, one's about making a vision board. Social. Oh yeah, the impact of social media addiction on women. I want to talk about this too. The idea that women are always on social media and always blasting their life and the men never do it because they're at work. And like, yeah, I get it. Like the Christian woman influencer can be really annoying, but in their defense, they're so cut off. They're so isolated, so young. They don't get to do all the young girl stuff because they're and like, it's not to say people who get married at like 20 and like have kids and stuff that are happy and want to do that. That's fine. But if you just thought you had to and you didn't really want to, like you're going to use social media more to like make some meaning out of this whole nightmare. So I kind of have issues with that. I also think the whole idea that like women are these like yappy social media people and men are just too smart and like good for that and they would never get addicted is like such bullshit. I just like there's such it's that like underlying like women are for Venus, men are for Mars sort of thing. Um, I yeah, I just don't love that. Uh, one also is like what love language do you guys feel like again, like these are things I've done with like even just friends like weird um and the other thing too is that like because intimacy in christianity is so focused on sex that emotional intimacy is a big portion of this but i think it's just like i'm kind of beating a dead horse because i feel like people know this but at the same time some of these mistakes or not, I shouldn't say mistakes. Some of these missteps or mis, like misconstrued ideas about just romantic relationships in general, it, it's really bigger than the church or evangelicalism or even Christianity in general. Um, I think that really the root cause of a lot of this is the patriarchal society and Christianity has unfortunately decided to play into that instead of to fight against it. Uh, I'm not going to get in. There is actually theological reasons as to why feminism would be more in line with Christianity and even like there's a lot I can actually anyway 
the West Star Institute out of Toronto, Canada, does a lot of really good academic deep dives into the Bible as a piece of like sacred literature, but in like a non-biased way that is really interesting that discusses these kinds of issues. And I think that really what it is, is instead of theoretically, if you are an evangelical Christian, your idea is that you will shape culture around these ideals, basically. I think that it kind of does a flip-flop where instead of holding to your guns, they want like guns. Wow, that's such an American phrase. Holding, you know, firm to what you believe. Um, evangelical Christians have instead decided to um, to uh, really adopt the main culture. I mean, it's beneficial to use a religion to to basically push something that would benefit you because it has a deeper meaning than just a overall like moral or ideal usually um and really uh, a lot of what we're seeing is symptomatic of the culture at hand and there's a lot of people like we saw at least in the united states evangelical christianity used as a political tool for people who don't give a crap and unfortunately um I mean, you can read Jesus and John Wayne, which really breaks it down really nice. Um, the issue that is being had, and this is a question that haunts me as well, perfectly, per personally, sorry, um, is the question of basically these like kind of centrist evangelical Christians that are in more established sort of denominations. I won't name the denominations, but you know what I mean? Groups that have a structure similar like the Anglican Church or the Presbyterian Church or mainline Protestants, but have an evangelical theology. Um, you know, they often weren't as brash or in faces like super fundamentalists or as extreme as like the Duggars. But at the end of the day, and this is the question we all have to really answer, at least as Americans, if we want to move forward in a safe environment for a lot of groups, is the groups that sat there and be centrists and then basically silently voted for trump like they're part of the problem because at the end of the day when it became between um compromising on some superficial ideas and or voting for someone that you actually know is a like fascist they chose fascism over protecting their own community because of some silly little ideals that don't even impact you going to heaven based on your own religion that is not um, a religion taking a firm stance in the country. That is a country taking control of a religion. And that's what's really happening. Um, so I just want to put that out there that I do see some of these issues as being deeper than just this app or even evangelicalism. Unfortunately, evangelicalism is unabashed in these things where a lot of groups are much more quiet. But I do think there's a lot of silent centrists that are secretly really just full-blown like right-wingers and i think that that's part of this too it's like for example like i didn't grow up mormon but like the mormon church when i hear everything going on there very similar like like it's the same thing with a different theology a different religion whatever it just depends on where you grew up where you're from that kind of thing that was really rambly but it it's just something i see where i see more more um straight relationships specifically um and i mean 
not, oh, it's like a man and a woman married. I mean, specifically two straight cisgender people, nothing bisexual, nothing going on, just straight people doing this. Because I do think when you have to process your own sexuality and you actually do that in a healthy manner and you come out and all these things, it doesn't mean you always have healthy relationships, but you've thought through a lot more than a lot of straight people have. Um, Usually, I don't want to generalize, but I think it's something we all know. That's enough of that garbage. Because remember last episode when I said, how will these people know how to do all these things since they have no sex ed? And the description was like, get on your knees, give sex. Like what? Like, so there's a technique section. No clue why that couldn't be included in the sex position explanation section. But the technique section's there. It describes everything. It gives you little tips. It also describes how you can try hump, which is like, God damn, like eighth graders do that. Like, not to be gross, but like, come on, like, Lord have mercy. Oh my God. Okay. Um, there's also a lot of resources about finances and money and about, again, trigger warning for fat phobia, uh, working out for better sex and intimacy, which again, I want to point out that, like, yes, is working out and being active good for you? Absolutely. If you're a victim of trauma, which is no offense, highly likely if you're listening to this podcast, unless you're someone who just loves Christian cringe, um, you know, yoga, hiking, anything sensory, music, art, moving your body is really good for like trauma therapy, even outside of um, if you can't see a therapist right now. Uh, obviously, there's like guided stuff you can do, but like it is good to like get back in your body. That's usually taken from you, especially it, with what I'm describing, where you don't even know all the parts you have. So yeah, that's pretty traumatizing. Um, so I don't want to discount working out as a manner of health. I I will say like I'm a little sensitive to this because a everybody that's been on my thing has had issues with like EDs or body image. Um I've had issues like that. I also like don't work out regularly, but I am active. That being said, I do again see this like obsession with like a good body and staying hot and staying good looking and like there's issues there. That's all I'm saying. I see a lot of back and forth on this issue, but I do believe that we need to lay off, like, if you're a doctor and you want to make a plan, and that plan involves a certain exercise because you need to be healthy. Hey, you might not lose weight. You might just gain muscle. You might just uh, feel healthier. Like, working out isn't just about, like, physical looks. Um, And the other thing is just, like, you really sh- like you should not be working out without someone kind of guiding you or having an idea because I also see um a lot of like dangerous amounts of working out and stuff. So I just again I like to point that out like it should be about being healthier. That's all I want to say because this has been a theme throughout the entire thing: weight and working out and all these things. It's just very it it's not not what we need to 100% work on. Anyway, that being said, they also talk about sexual dysfunctions. Again, if you have a sexual dysfunction, go to your motherfucking doctor. Overcoming pornography, whatever. This is my, oh, blended families. I'm not going to go down the road where they start talking about like how to get over how you, you know, had sex with someone besides your husband. That's just too much. Um, And I also just freaking don't care. Um, 
But we do have a what is okay and not okay in the bedroom section. And I, again, I can't believe I missed this one for you. Um, so they're telling me that pornography not allowed in the bedroom. That's a third party and that's like having a threesome and that's sin. But you can try sex games and new sex positions. Um, however, you can't. <laughs> wow. Okay, so they talk about consent, but they won't say consent. They have to say you absolutely have to agree. And that's what's making me mad, too, is like, just call it consent. You're not woke for calling it consent. I've never understood why consent is such a big deal. Like, it, it does not make sense. Well, I get why consent's a big deal. I don't get why they think it's such a, like, wokeism. That's my issue. Um, uh, words of caution. We believe all sexual aid should not be used without your spouse or for masturbation. This does not bring you closer as a couple, but has you doing things in secrecy and for selfish purposes. That is just what we believe. You decide as a couple what works for your marriage. Wow, they really uh, made such a brave statement there. Jesus Christ. Um... All caps. There are no circumstances in which porn should be acceptable in a marriage, period. This is an absolute not okay in marriage. I will say, I just think porn is boring. Like, it's just not interesting. Again, I'd like to reiterate, I'm also on the asexual spectrum anyway. Um, so... Oral sex, huge question. Because I also did bring this up. I forgot to bring this up. Bethany Beal, who started this whole nonsense, used to be anti-oral sex. And she might say she wasn't, but that's bullshit. Because when everyone was snarking on her because she uses the same toothbrush as her husband, she refuses to buy her home own. Don't get me started on how gross it is to do the toothbrush thing that Bethany's doing. She said that it's less gross for her to use her husband's toothbrush than to suck a cock. And she said, you guys all suck cock. I mean, she didn't say it this way. This is the Elena, like, too long, didn't read. You guys all suck cock and you want to make fun of me for using my husband's toothbrush. But like, Okay, here's my deal. How many of you have ever washed your toothbrush? None of you. You've never taken your toothbrush and sanitized it. If you have, great. Good for you. But most of you aren't doing that. And I don't think Dave, Bethany's husband, is doing that. You you wash your penis, okay? There's things you can do. I don't... She just says things. And now she's out here like, I'm just the, like, the, you know, cock sucking goblin like it just bethany stop being like if she just would have said hey i used to think uh oral sex wasn't okay and then i like realized that's bullshit like that's what you need that's all we want um they did say that if it doesn't bring you closer together stop oral sex most men absolutely love giving their wife oral sex okay i'm just giving that masturbation not okay romance novels forbidden because that's again like porn to them role-playing role-playing which they spell four different ways in this paragraph i'm not going to tell you each way but it's special because you can tell they don't know which way to spell it and they're just guessing um role-playing is about being someone else and acting out your desires with your spouse i think it depends on how far you take this okay so their biggest issue I'm already seeing this is where it's going, is any semblance of having your marriage involve other people, even if it's, like, acting. I want to know what they think about, like, movie stars who have to act and do, like, sex scenes. You know what I mean? Like, if you're saying that if a husband and wife were full-blown married role-play and pretend to be, like, other people, like, fuck each other, and that's basically pretending to be other people so it's not making you closer together, then, like, sex scenes in movies should be fine, right? 
I don't think they're going to say that. But, like, logically, like, that's where that should go. God, I can't believe Bethany Beale shared this shit. So now I have it with me forever. Ooh. This one, talking dirty to your spouse. When we think of talking dirty, we think of something demeaning, derogatory, gross, or even sinful. <laughs> Guys, will you say something sinful to me in my ear? Uh, but talking in an arousing way to your spouse can be a great form of foreplay. Oh, yeah, because they have the sexy chats in here. Um, They give you five ways to talk dirty to your spouse. These are the five ways you can talk dirty to your spouse in a god-honoring way i can't believe i'm reading that sentence how to talk no way oh my god i know that they're talking about bdsm or really just dom sub dynamics with like the demeaning talk and stuff but hot damn i never thought i'd read how to talk dirty in a god-honoring way oh my good god okay oh this woman wrote a book. She wrote a book. Uh, is dirty talk during sex awkward for you? From the group Evolving Wives. Oh, no. Do you guys want to know five God-honoring sex talking dirty? Uh, the first is sensual sounds. Moaning. Okay. It's... Okay, whatever. We're going to... You know what? <laughs> what? Why is that listed as talking dirty? Like, is that considered that? I thought if you just moaned, like, that was a moan. I didn't know that was in the talking. Okay, I'm not going to go T. Wow. Level two is called sensual communication. This is the part where you use words to express how you're feeling. Like, I love it. And I love you. I'm so sorry. Did Christians think it wasn't okay to say, like, I What? Uh, they people are breaking down in an app that you can say that and what oh this is so sad i'm you know and this is another thing this is actually bigger than just sex and christianity or evangelical christianity i need to stop saying christianity i'm gonna have like somebody who's like orthodox on my doorstep trying to kill me but like um it makes me sad that most christians don't think they're allowed to do most things until like another Christian or like a pastor or something tells them it's okay to the point where like your own sex life has to be like broken down to what you're allowed to do. It's not even your sex life anymore. They even have like I didn't get into this, but they have a section about like what's a rule in a marriage and what's a goal. Like, why do you have rules? Like you should have boundaries and they have boundaries in there, too. But like rules, this is not like your classroom or something. I don't know. Like rules means there's an authority and your marriage should not have an authority it should be a partnership like it's not a hierarchy i don't i don't even know if part of this is just western thinking doesn't know how to be non-hierarchical I, I can't tell if some of that is in there i, I think it's actually impossible because it's so interwoven as much as christians wouldn't like to admit that like it is but anyway that's just i can't believe like we're breaking down like exactly how you can sound during sex as a christian like having five you know allowed types of auditory arousal like that it, it, it's like very i feel really weird saying it because it's like so broad now level three sharing sensual scenarios um this is one i'd never heard of 
So this is like pretend you're making love on a beach, the back of a car. And then they, oh, in the app, they have sounds to help you escape into the sexy fantasy. So actually, they have a uh, travel section, which is about honeymoon traveling and then also these sounds. So you can pretend you're having sex on the beach, but at your house. I know that was confusing to say, but it's confusing for me to like process too. So um, level four is naughty talk. This is basically a more intense version of level two. There are a couple of differences. At this stage, you're moving from the soft lubby dubby at level two to more rough, explicit language. This is the part where you use cuss words. But here in your bedroom with your husband, they're just words. Huh? Also, that was four, not five. They told me there would be five ways I could talk dirty, but that was only four. So they lied or they forgot. But also, what are the cuss words that are cuss words outside of the bedroom, but cuss words when you say them when you're going down on your husband? I need... So I'm guessing they're... Okay. This is what I think. I think they're saying cuss words. And what they're saying is anatomical terminology to tell someone what to do in bed or that like you're close to coming or something. I think, oh God, I can't. I just hate, I hate this whole thing. You know, if, never mind. They just, it's so crazy. I, it's just like, You know, one of the things about, and I, this was never comfortable, like I never wanted to do like premarital counseling or anything, um, like through a church. I That was like actually a barrier to me, like wanting to get married is I did not want a pastor to like go through and tell me all this weird stuff. God, I'm so glad I'm out of it before he got to that level. That is wild child. But yeah, that's the amendment. Um, before we go, I do want to say... I want to let you know, um, sorry, I don't, they have a couple's marriage retweets, re, retweets, retreats with the fantasy escape sounds for our, um, having sex on the beach, but at our house, but we're pretending it's on the beach, but it's not role-playing, but it's kind of role-playing, but we're ourselves fantasy escape sex scene. We can do the sounds of a secluded beach, a mountain brook. A secret garden, a romantic rainforest, the subway. I'm sorry. Wait, whoa, 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 whoa. So we can't do anal, but we can do exhibitionism. The fuck? Because it's not subway, the restaurant. It's subway, like you know, um, underground train subway, like you know, the London Underground. Because that's the first place I'd always wanted to have sex. Um, actually, when I was there last, there was a couple like necking on the like elevators that go up and down so you can get to the different levels and like people like this is just like kind of like tangential one on ground story but like people were so unaffected by this couple like i i mean they were in the center of the like escalator that goes up and down and we were in where the hell were rachel and i we were in like a pretty like like pretty touristy but like also very busy like i'm pretty sure 
you know, I can't remember. All I know is that they were the main characters of that day because they like everyone was unaffected. They didn't give a shit. They were like walking around them. But I was like, damn, like if they were in Buffalo where I'm from, which is like mid-sized city, everything, people would have been like making comments like, what the fuck are you doing? Like that just was not happening. Um, That was also the same day I saw a woman haul like a full fucking like boombox big speaker to like perform. And I thought that was like almost inspirational. Like most people are just dragging a guitar, but she had like a get up, you know, she was just dancing and stuff. I was like, good for you. Anyway, that had uh, nothing to do with anything. Um, besides that, these people apparently uh, have wanted to have sex on a subway. That was the cleanest looking subway I've ever seen in that picture, too. Because I've also been on the subway in Boston and New York. Yikes, my dude. Anyway, and then the thunderstorm. I Should I play some of the sounds? Do you guys want to know what Christians are having sex to? Let me pause and set it up and then we'll, we'll go. Hi, so um, the sex app people don't know how to upload MP3s. And it is just, I shit you not, one straight hour of silence. I like scrubbed through and stuff too to see if it was just like a buildup. Nah, it's just an hour of quote unquote beach sound, subway sound, whatever confusing place they want to fuck. Um, and it's just silence. So I guess what we learned is that it's a fake out and you have to uh, practice the moaning sounds for level one of sex sounds you're allowed to make as a Christian. So uh, anyway, that's enough nonsense for today. Thanks you all for listening to me uh, yap about other people's sexual proclivities i guess um yeah so uh it's the day after valentine's day i hope you all uh picked your favorite hellraiser movie and watched it with a loved one last night um or my bloody valentine equally is fine i've only seen the original but i didn't mind it anyway that's all me saying i hope you're all doing well i hope that you um suck a cock for god this weekend and if you are thinking of leaving evangelicalism, I suggest doing that or at least going to a mainline Protestant church to understand that not every Christian church says, does, and acts this way. Promise you. But anyway, uh, yeah, without further ado, thanks for this little add-on to the sex app. And I hope you have a very God-honoring, yet sexy, but mostly God-honoring weekend. Thanks, guys.